guys, and welcome to another romantic episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. And heroes, this week we are kicking off our February episodes. And yes, I do know that it is still January, but the month of romance is upon us. And once again, One Shot is going to be featuring romantic-themed games. And we're starting things off with Pasión de las Pasiones, Magpie's telenovela RPG designed by Brandon Leon Gambetta. And folks, this is a good one. Passion is a Powered by the Apocalypse RPG, and the game that it reminds me most of is Monster Hearts. This game lives for drama. It tangles characters up in a complex web of motivations and emotions and encourages everyone to make the biggest move they possibly can. It'll be kickstarting later this year, but the Ash Can is available right now, so if you like what you hear, be sure to check out the show notes to learn how you can pick up a copy of the Ash Can, or get on a mailing list to learn when the Kickstarter launches. Speaking of Kickstarters, I am extremely happy to report that the Kickstarter for A Woman with Hollow Eyes Season 2 has funded. So if you are looking forward to more mayhem in the actuality, you've got it. There are still plenty of opportunities for you to back and have an influence over this new season's plot. So I encourage everyone to go check out the Kickstarter before it ends. All you have to do is go to bit.ly slash hollow eyes 2. And that's the numeral 2. If you want more A Woman with Hollow Eyes soon, you can check out the next preview stream, which is going to be coming up on Wednesday, January 30th at 7 p.m. Central Time. That'll be me, Adira, and a guest playing another development mode. We've got more stuff going on, but for that, you'll have to wait for the mid-roll. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up, we've got someone who... I. I don't know if they've been on any of our streams or podcasts yet. Jess. Hi. Welcome to the show. I'm surprised I'm here. <laughs> I have well, run your streams though. You have run streams. You've you've like been the reason that things have gone on air, but we haven't seen you as talent yet uh, apart from like the art that you create. <laughs> oh yeah, you've seen my too. talent all over Twitter. I'm why everyone looks the same. <laughs> and I'm why this website looks beautiful. That's right. Yeah. If you uh, see my Twitter icon was done by Jess, uh, as well as just a horde of our audience, just a <laughs> huge amount of people. Uh, Jess, I'm so happy to have you here for this very romantic and uh, passionate game that we're about to play. <laughs> I'm here for this weird date. <laughs> yeah. You have been very typecast by me for this um because you, you are always making some of the best uh fan art that is like more smooch related mm-hmm. which i appreciate before we get into your character type or anything like that do you have anything that you want to plug to direct people to i would love it if people would go onto my twitter which is angry artist 113 and that's basically my account everywhere and commission me because i'm open for commissions and this is the only way i can make money through drawing things i'll draw whatever you want Except for legal stuff. Please do not ask for legal stuff. Please. God. (laughs) And I want to point out that Jess has kind of a romantic themed special going on. on, It ends at the start of February, so it's not going to be good. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, well. Forget that. Because I didn't want people emailing me like on the 12th to be like, I need something for tomorrow. (laughs) That's true. For the right price. Well, I guess you can enjoy the fact that you missed that and really appreciate that. It's no longer a deal then. I'll still draw kissing for you. It just, it's not a deal. Yeah. (laughs) It just won't be timely for Valentine's Day for your bae. 
Yeah. I, or, I mean, you know, you can look forward. Maybe if you need that March Madness sports themed commission. <laughs> uh, basketball kissing commission. <laughs> if you're looking for a nice apology commission for not having gotten a Valentine's Day commission. <laughs> See, that's all very good. If you need an I'm sorry drawing, I'm here for you. Uh, Jess... Because we are going to be playing a game based on soap operas, the icebreaker question that I have for you is, what is the most dramatic thing that you wish you could have done in your life but have not? This is a recent one, actually. It's it's like being around a person that I have a crush on and going and like wanting so badly to just like cobble down the wall and go, hey, let's make out because you're so goddamn hot. And like, that's pretty much it. I like that. I like that. That is a good, strong instinct. Yeah. I'm too bad I'm a coward. <laughs> I would also like to introduce a voice that is going to be extremely familiar to people uh, because she's done this show so many times, and that is Allie Barthwell. What's up, nerds? Allie, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, I think you are going to contribute a very good energy <laughs> to this glad game. glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allie, first off, do you have anything to plug? Yes. When does this when is this dropping? This is going to be coming out on Monday. Okay, cool. Like the first upcoming project, uh, I'm directing an original showcase uh, as part of the Second City directing program. Uh, so that will be March 8th through 29th at the Second City at the Beat Lounge. We're still in process, so it is currently untitled, but come see an original review directed by me. And then, of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at WTFlankSake. And then happening this summer, the second WakandaCon, you can go to our website, WakandaConForever.com, July 26th through 28th. I am so excited to hear that because it is not conflicting with Gen Con anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Allie, I have to ask you, what is the most dramatic thing that you wish you could have done in your life? Oh, man. See, here's my thing is like, I've done them too. <laughs> <laughs> Like when Jess, when you were saying like just being like make out with me, I was like, oh, I've done that. I respect on you so much. Several <laughs> occasions, drunk and sober. I want that energy. <laughs> <in my life>. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess the only thing is I've never like thrown a drink in someone's mm. face, and it's a very mm. like Real Housewives inspired move, and so that's that's like that would be a good one. I think that's one of the only ones I'm like, yeah, I haven't done that. We can make that happen. Yeah, I feel like that would be very satisfying to do. Yes. I want to move on and introduce another new voice. We actually have a lot of new performers for this particular episode. And the first one is one of the newest members of the One Shot Network, Alex Flanagan. Oh, it is so cool to hear that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I'm so excited to have you on this show. Uh, could you first plug some wonderful projects to direct people to. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to get the email. Uh, so like James said, I very recently became a One Shot Network host. I'm the host for A Horror Borealis, which is a Monster of the Week actual play campaign here on the One Shot Network. It takes place in the 1990s in the middle of Alaska. It's a ton of fun. Uh, the other thing is that I run a podcast called The Cryptid Keeper, which is like a mythology and cryptids and folklore podcast with my friend Addison Peacock. We have a great time there, and it's sort of what Horror Borealis spun out of. And then the last thing is that um, I recently released a game called Coffee Detective, which is kind of a Twin Peaks-inspired, improv-heavy, rules-light, tabletop game of small-town murder and mystery, and it's... Uh, I think it's fun. I, the reviews seem to be good when people give me reviews, which is not often as I would like. So buy it and then leave me a review. <laughs> Let me know if I screwed anything up big time. 
But, oh, uh, yeah. I think our audience will be finding about that game uh, before the end of the year, probably. <laughs> oh, well then. But Alex, I gotta know, what super dramatic thing do you wish you could have done in real life? Oh man, here is one that I wish I could have used so many different times. I, th- I think everybody kind of has this feeling sometimes, and I think not everybody thinks everybody else has this feeling, but when like family shit is just getting real or there's like some shocking, horrible, multi-generational secret revealed, I just really wish there have been times when I could have like stood up at a table in the middle of a fight and thrown something loud to the ground and said, you're tearing yes. this family apart. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's so oh good. perfect. I mean, you know, not too late on that one. That's not overly destructive. (laughs) That's true. There will be many more chances for me to do that, I'm sure. I feel like a very long table and a very expensive crystal goblet are necessary, though, and those opportunities (laughs) haven't presented themselves. Like a Hmm. big vase is very important to this scene. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Let's move on and introduce another new voice to One Shot, and that is our good friend, I'm Miller. Hi. I I'm so excited uh, for you to join us because you're going to make good on your threat. <laughs> it's not a threat. This is you getting a resolution crossed off. It's just a resolution yeah. <laughs> I gave you. I, I'm really, really happy. I, I'll leave the audience to discover that in a little bit. But I, do you have anything that you would like to plug? I don't do anything except yell on Twitter.com. Where I, you can find me at, at easily unclose me. I think I got, if that's still up by Monday, that'll be great. Um, oh, <laughs> I was deleted <laughs> twice this summer. So I also want to plug someone else actually though, who is part of the reason why I'm here. And that is my good friend, Aaron, who you can find on Twitter. His art account is Aaron Z, A-A-R-O-N-Z-I-I. So you can follow him there and he is wonderful. Uh, I just wanted to make sure he gets the credit that he deserves for me being here. Excellent, excellent. With that, uh, I need to know, what is the most dramatic thing that you wish you could have done in real life? In high school, I was... A very repressed, but very, very um, over the top at the same time. And I had a number of dreams where people would say oppressive things and I would walk up to them and punch them in the face. And I kind of wish that I had done that a number of times in high school. So I don't condone violence unless it's when people are saying oppressive things. Yeah. And, you know, in high school, like a punch ideally ends with somebody flying through the air and hitting a punch bowl or a very large cake. (laughs) You can, in your dreams, when you're in high school, you can punch a grown adult who is taller than you by just grabbing them by the front of the shirt. And that is, it feels good in the dream. Yeah. At that point, it's so divorced from violence. (laughs) That we can we can hardly call it uh, a negative impulse. I agree with this. With that, I want to move on and introduce our game master for this particular game. Or because we are paying Pasión de las Pasiones, it will be Production. I think. I think I probably did it bad. <laughs> that was very, <laughs> very close. God damn it. Close enough. Totally good. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm being graded on a curve today. <laughs> And you're you're passing with flying colors, James. Brandon, welcome to One Shot. I'm so excited we have you here. Hey, crew. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really pumped. It's uh, I'm a huge fan, obviously, and uh, I've had my eyes on 
the One Shot Network for quite some time. Well, we've had our eyes on you. We've got machinations. Before I uh, <laughs> hand you the keys to the kingdom and have you take over the game, I do want to ask you, what's the most dramatic thing that you wish you could do in your life, especially because you must be steeped in dramatic actions uh, having designed this game? To be honest, I am someone who kind of just does a lot of dramatic actions. Um, I kind of get into trouble for just doing the dramatic action. And uh, But I think kind of the most, the most salient point is actually actually during a Passion game, I realized that I was at a convention and a game that I did not like because of how it was being set up and that I felt that it was racist was being played like at the same time as my Passion game. And I turned to the players and I said to them, listen, would you stay at the table if I popped a couple more buttons from their shirt and just like walked over to their table and like threw their table over and just <laughs> like, this is what I think of your colonialism. Raise on forever. And uh, it was decided that maybe I shouldn't do that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think you should have. TBH. You know, a table I mean, flip. shouldn't is an opinion. Yeah. 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 I do table- occasionally regret that moment, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, A table flip feels like it would be super satisfying. That's something that everybody should have the opportunity to do is just flip over a big table Mm -hmm. with a lot of items on it and shout something. Yeah, all the board game pieces and everything like that flying everywhere. Dice, miniatures, maybe some um, of those little meeples. It'd be wonderful. Uh, It's something that you would want to watch in slow motion for sure. Definitely. Uh, With that, Brandon, uh, we are going to turn the game over to you uh, so you can lead us through Passion. Did you want me to do my um my plugs right now? Plugs. Oh, that's right. That's right. You podcast. Please plug I've away. A, I've got a plug or two. Yeah. Uh, I'm a member of the Stop Back and Roll Network. Uh, it is uh, a couple shows, Stop Back and Roll, which is about game design, Protean City Comics, which is a Masks AP, and I've got a new project starting up, the Latin Explosion Twitch stream, which is an all Latinx, all different, all superheroes, Masks actual play starting up in February. Very and by cool. Pasión Dos Pasiones when it comes out. <laughs> Yeah, with with that, please take us away. All right, fantastic. So this is Pasión de las Pasiones. Uh, it is a game of Latinx telenovela drama. It is about big emotions and big experiences and just having your characters see what they want and going for it. It's a game that rewards having those impulses and making the decision and not looking back. Throughout all of this, you should always try to just get your claws in always take what you deserve always take what you have been promised by this world and that is where we are set in this game you will be playing characters on a tv show uh pasión de las pasiones it's extremely popular like other telenovelas it is played in prime time it is big families sit down people talk about it for days afterwards the telenovela in uh, Latin American countries is so much bigger than Spanish soap operas could ever explain. And so (laughs) we're going to be playing this wildly successful, wildly wonderful show. I am very excited. (laughs) Pasión de las Pasiones uses something called playsets. The one we're going to be using today is kind of our our default playset called La Rosa Querida, which is the name of a a hotel in uh, in this show. And so I'm just going to start us off with the basic description of kind of like what is going on in the show. We'll go through our various wonderful casting characters and connect everybody and get right into the action as quickly as we possibly can. 
La Rosa Querida. La Rosa, as it is most often called, is a posh upper-class hotel nestled in the cliffs above a crystal-clear bay. The hotel is lavish, with white marble, beautifully tiled mosaics, and seafoam green backsplashes. Enormous twisting pools circle the hotel, with numerous bars dotted along the patio. The elite come to La Rosa not simply to sleep and dine in the finest accommodations, but to rub elbows, make deals, and further enrich themselves. It is among this finery that our story unfolds, the fine crystal and shimmering chandeliers offering myriad reflections of the sins that most make us feel alive. Now 70 episodes into its run, La Rosa Carita has been beloved for bringing a new passion to an often formulaic setting. It began strong, the introductions of betrayals and mistrusts hitting near immediately and leaving watchers gasping. But of late, there was a sudden horrible twist. The kind owner of La Rosa Carita Hotel has been declared missing, along with a sizable fortune. The hotel must retain its finery and grace, even as it teeters upon financial ruin. So, here's what's going to go down. We're going to introduce our characters. We're going to connect them to each other. And then we're going to do the introduction to the show. Now, normally when I do this, I play a some music that is definitely copyrighted and I definitely <laughs> don't have any right to, but... <laughs> But it's my damn table, and Daddy Yankee's not yeah. going to come stepping up to me to tell me I can't do it. <laughs> uh, so we, the other people can do that. They can do that at home. So instead, what we're going to do is just do what we would normally be doing, just not layered over the music. So what I'm going to be looking for is for players to be able to give me just one little snippet that's kind of like the... Uh, introduction of their character, the character like kind of doing the love boat sort of thing where you're giving like a, a steamy look or you're setting some kind of a scene and we'll be filling it in with a whole bunch of images and everything like that. But for now, we have to jump into introducing our characters. So is anybody raring to just get their character out? I think the only person who shouldn't right now is Alex. Anyone else could? I can go first. <laughs> so, um... Do it. Grace. Yes. Do you want me to just say, I'm playing La Doña, who is the matriarch, but her name is Renata Sora. She's a taller woman. She has kind of blondish hair with some silver streaks in it. She's older. She has skeptical eyes. And she wears sunglasses all of the time, including indoors. And she also wears over a sort of very nice clothes. She's constantly wearing a well-cut trench coat <laughs> um that is Ooh. that is renata la Doña. amazing all right i let me see no i'm, I'm not i'm gonna ask these questions later i'm sorry i had a moment though, that i was distracted uh i love renata already uh let's hear from somebody else um i can introduce my character and that is uh the playbook el caballero and on the screen we can see layered images of a man who looks like he's in his mid 30s he's incredibly physically fit and you know in like one area i think he is in an open uh button down shirt that's sort of blowing in the breeze and you can see like tufts of chest hair underneath in another 
image, you can see just a face like passionately yelling out into the distance. And then in the center of the screen, we can see a very handsome young actor's face uh, that has like a well-coiffed flowing hair and, and a beautiful mustache and beard. And on the other half of his face is a mask, a, a luchador's mask. And it says for the character name, Mask Yulino, uh, played by Lorenzo Marino. Oh, my God. Amazing. Ooh. I love him so much. And I all hate right. him all at once. I'm sorry. Can you give me Lorenzo's last name again? Uh, that is Marino. Or Marino Mariano? Section. That's Mariano. Either one. Either one's good. <laughs> okay. Let's go yeah. with Mariano because Mariano Rivera was just put into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Can I can I ask a quick question with the with the mask? Oh, please do. Are there any specific like colors or motifs that go with that? Um, let's see. I guess I actually don't know what would be considered a particularly masculine color set in a in a Latinx country. So that that might be something that you could guide me on. Oh boy, you'd think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> like red and black? Yeah, I guess Red and black would be cool. And if it was like a rose motif TVH. Yeah, there we go. That's it. That's good. Yeah. That you'd be looking for bold colors, you know, like like not pastel-y sorts of things or anything like that. That's that's kind of what my color vision is not super good. So (laughs) Okay. uh, So that that might be a place where I'm a little out of my depth. But I think if you're going for like like, you know, bold colors and like kind of the traditionally like, you know, not thinking pinks, not thinking pastels, not thinking purples. Then, you know, let's do a, a sharp red and white with, Ooh. like, gold Great. detailing. He's he's supposed to be a face, so. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. I think maybe the best person to go next would be Alex. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I am going with the playbook called El Gemelo, which is the twin, which I am so excited for. And as you might have guessed, I am playing uh, the Caballero's twin. So uh, I think what you see here is you see this masculine-looking character in a, in a sharp, expensive-looking suit kissing a woman passionately, then pulls back and the five o'clock shadow is kind of smudged like it's put on with makeup. <laughs> yes! Yes. So that's oh the God. opening image here. My character's name is Leandro Mariano, and obviously, again, <laughs> is, is the twin here. Uh, Leandro is gender fluid, but for the sake of this, I think it's probably easiest to think of him as like a he, him lesbian. That's kind of the the image I'm getting. And has uh, bouncier hair and sexier eyes than his twin. That's how you can tell them apart. I almost just wrote bouncier (laughs) eyes, which is a very good Good. That's not what you want. I don't want bouncier eyes. (laughs) He's got those bouncy eyes. (laughs) Amazing. Um... And fantastic. Uh, let's go on to uh, Allie or Jess, whoever's, whoever's ready. I'm ready. Uh, so I'm playing La Beza, uh, the beauty, and my character's name is Ziomara Valentina Marlenis. Um, and <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> my character is Afro-Latina, to be clear. Um, awesome. And she has wild eyes and big hair. Um, and usually people want to try and like tame her, 
but she dresses very risque and inappropriately for all <laughs> situations. Uh, and so she can usually be found in like a gold sparkly mini dress at breakfast. Uh, and that seems to be like her vibe. <laughs> yes. Incredible. I love her. I love all of these characters so much. I'm, I'm actually dying here. And so I'm going to be coming back with more questions for all of you. But I just want to get us through the things that like these visual looks that help me set up everything. Yes. Uh, so Jess. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. We got there. Uh, I am playing La Empleada. Yes. I am playing La Empleada, which is the employee. They're just a big old marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Like, I wanted, I want, they're just a very, like, cute, chubby person uh, who uses she, he pronouns. And uh, they have, like, bright blue, like, aqua blue hair on the top. And it's, like, very curly and, like, kind of like that medium long with shaved sides all the way around. Mm-hmm. Okay, and great. They're just a cutie. They're they're very cutie who's like weirdly punk like from the neck up and then from like the neck down they're in like a polo because they're in their work uniform and it's just like really. I really love mundane. that that like that's how the employees at the hotel like look. Yeah. are allowed to <laughs> yeah. look. Yeah, you're allowed yeah. to look like that's a regulation haircut. Party on top, business on bottom. You got to be dressed like a mermaid. <laughs> Oh, so you think, you think the restaurant, not the restaurant, the, the hotel staff have to look just as wild as everything else, like, clothing-wise? Because I think it'd be very funny if everyone is, like, polo, khakis, but, like, hairstyle, free game. Go wild. One of the, one hoop on one ear, one side on the other ear. Like, let God take the wheel. I'm on board. Uh, okay, awesome. So, uh, what is her name? Uh, Angel. Angel, okay. He yeah. seems awesome. All right, so now I'm going to ask some playset questions. So each playbook has two relationships. You get to decide who those relationships apply to. They don't get to tell you otherwise, unless this is something that here's where we're hitting our first moment that we should talk about safety. If at any point during the game you feel unsafe, just say X, we'll pause, and we'll figure out where to go forward. Um, The X card is an inelegant solution, but it is a thing that works for the most part. So just like... Let us know, clue us in if things are not working for you. Um, This is a game that obviously can get a little sexy, but it is not a game that needs to get graphic or horrific. It's kind of in that sort of PG-13 sort of rating. Uh, And so we're going to obviously be doing things like, hey, uh, we're not doing sexual violence because we don't need to do that. That is not what this is about. Uh, we don't need to do graphic things. We don't need to do violence against like children or animals or anything like that. And if you have other things that you'd like to highlight right now that you would really like to avoid, we can lines and veils. But uh, if not, then we'll just keep that X card in our pocket, that it's an available thing that if you need to stop, just say X or type X in the chat and we'll pause and figure things out. But where I started with that thought before I distracted myself with safety talk, um, the relationships are essentially things that you get to decide about your relationship with you and another character. Lots of games are very careful about maintaining your individual control of your character, and Pasión de las Pasiones isn't one of them. So, for example, Alex just got to decide that uh, that she was the <laughs> twin of Lorenzo. That wasn't like a discussion thing. It was just going for it. <laughs> and the relationships are the same way. You get to decide the thing and we'll figure everything out from there. <laughs> so uh, if you'd like, I can start bringing us through an order. We can round Robin in some way. Or uh, or if someone's ready to go now, they can shout something out. Uh, well, at least one of mine is sort of predetermined because one of my relationships is picking the person who is my twin. 
uh, and that one's already kind of been established. So then uh, Lorenzo, the caballero, is my twin, the person I am most often compared with. And then my other relationship is someone who met me before they met my twin and can usually tell it's me. I'm going to go ahead and say I think that's probably La Bieza. Did you say uh, her name was Zia? Ziamara. Ziamara. Okay. Yes. Then yeah, I think you're the one that knew me before you knew my twin. And you can usually tell it's me. Awesome. Okay. Fantastic. I don't know what the circumstances of that are, but that's what We'll it is. figure it out. We'll get there. That's kind of yeah. what I thought. Um, I'm happy to go next. So my relationships are um, cool. someone you've sparred with for a very long time. And I think that's probably going to be Ziamara. Just, you know, we clash. That's how it's going to work. And then uh, the my second relationship is some uh, someone is a broken little bird that you take care of. And I think Angel is probably the broken little bird. I take care of him. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. you know, we'll see how well, how good I am at that. Awesome. Ziamara, why don't you go ahead and go next? Okay, great. Uh, so the first one is, uh, this person has been a source of entertainment and flirtation kept at arm's length. Uh, and it's pretty great that, uh, Leandro picked me that I can tell the difference because I picked Leandro for that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then the other one is the person I go to when I'm truly ready to cut loose. Um, <laughs> and I put, uh, Lorenzo yes. for that one. Yes. So I have a real push pull happening with these oh, twins. God. <laughs> God, that's so good. I thought that I would be it. the most effective use of that's these so two relationships. Oh, I love it. It's a very effective use. Love it. Angel, why don't you connect us? <laughs> that was a weird way for me to describe. Connect us all as one. Uh, okay, so my relationships are uh, somebody holds control over your well-being as my employer. And I still have to figure that one out. I'm just going to give it to Lorenzo because that's where my brain went the fastest. Ooh, okay. You're my boss. And the other one is somebody was the first person who was nice to you despite your humble beginnings. And I just gave it to, to Zaya. Ziamara. Ziamara, yeah. Okay. Ziamara, because I thought that would be fun dynamic-wise. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that kindness was for a good reason. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> James, when, this is, when we're done with this, I'll send you a scan of my horrific uh, relationship diagrams I make. Oh, I'm very <laughs> excited. Hey, heroes, I hope you're enjoying listening to us set up the most buckwild soap opera that I have ever heard of. But I know nothing about soap operas, so honestly, who knows? Heroes, February is coming up, which means Valentine's Day is coming up, which means I get to indulge my love of kissing. And to celebrate, along with all the rest of you, we have decided to lower the prices for our advertisements. Right now, you can book a personal advertisement at the nice price of $69. And you can book a professional advertisement for just $169. If you've got someone in your life who listens to One Shot or Campaign and you want to give them something special, head over to the advertisement section of the One Shot site and book your slot now. Before we get back to the episode, I want to take a quick moment to thank everyone who offered to help us with the Gen Con housing lottery fiasco. We did manage to get rooms, and we are going to be at Gen Con this year. 
Now I've got to put some work into creating our events for the year. Look forward to an announcement about that in the next couple months. As always, I want to thank our backers on Patreon who make everything that we do here at the network possible. As a reminder, OneShot is going to be starting up Patreon thank yous very, very soon. So if you want to hear your name on air in a somewhat timely manner, now is the time to back. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Now we are to Lorenzo. My relationships are, uh, blank is the person you go to when you're stuck and has seen your soft side. And based on the relationship web so far, I really like the idea of giving that over to Leandro. Oh, okay. That that, that sort of gives you a lot of social capital and power over me, which I just love. Um, And then the other one is blank knew you when you used to get in trouble and has seen your hard side. I've been sort of stuck between giving that to either Renata or Anjel. And since I've already got the employee-employer connection to Anjel, I think I'm going to give that over to Renata. Cool. Amazing. I love it. Now we're all nicely connected. Fantastic. So next we have the playset questions. Essentially, these are things that tie you into the setting. Um, It's a nice, quick little question. Uh, Each of you is going to get one question, and then I'm going to ask for essentially a show of hands, but verbally, and then we're done. So, uh, Ziamara. Yes. The will of the owner mentions you specifically and offers a considerable amount of the money that is unfortunately missing right now. What stipulation does the will have before you can inherit it? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, literally the first thing that my mind went to that I have to, um, remain a virgin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. For a certain amount of time or? How long? Um, l- let's see. Um, I'll say, I'll say Ziomara's like, uh, she's 29. Okay. And, uh, she has to remain a virgin until she's. 30 and her 30th birthday is in a month oh, oh my god it's the last month perfect oh that's good the final this stretch. is when this show really hit its stride I think. <laughs> yeah it's been on for how many years now there's a ticking clock <laughs> the audience is like at first like that's so far away how is that ever gonna happen and now, now they're we're like here. oh now we're here I really well, like how happen. that ties into the fact that you like keep me at arm's length because I like to think that it's not necessarily that you feel obligated to do this. It's more just like a convenient excuse for you to get me to go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just can't. Well, it's, uh... it's the will. It's, it's, it's 70 episodes in, so it's probably like 14 weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. All right, uh, Lorenzo, I've got a question for you. You were brought into the hotel by someone prior to the disappearance of the owner. Who's paying for your room, and why did they tell you that they are? I'm going to give that to Renata as well. I think Renata <laughs> yeah. is paying for my room. <laughs> okay. Um, and why did they tell me? Obviously, they told me because this hotel needs my protection. Nice. You're the hotel protector. So yeah, I mean, I do mostly just perform in the hotel, but like, I, and, and, and I think there is, there's a legitimate security detail. There are legitimate police. And I was told by Renata that I need to do things that the eyes of justice cannot see. Ooh. 
also, she has no idea how much the hotel room costs, so. Yeah. (laughs) She can't. She could never know that. (laughs) She doesn't know. (laughs) Renata, two quick questions. First, I missed your last name. Uh, It's Sora. Sora. And for Laonia, I especially want that last name because you know I'm going to be using it. And you were the last person to speak with the previous owner of the hotel. What did you discuss and why does it draw eyes to you? Uh, I discussed them selling me the hotel and giving it over to me to run. Okay. I think Renata, her sort of wealth comes from uh, land ownership and estate holding. Nice. Or wealth in air quotes. Uh, Because she doesn't understand what that means. But I think she (laughs) loves this hotel and she thinks she can run it better. Um, And so to extend that time, she's trying to convince the owner to sell it to her. Amazing. And let's go ahead and hash out just like one quick thing about the owner. Uh, I usually go with just Rosa being the last name because that's so easy. Mm-hmm. What what pronouns do we want to put with the owner? I think we want to use... Sorry. And we can toss this to the rest of the table. Yeah, if we you, if can you're... all talk about it. I, I'm just rolling through all neo-pronouns that I could come up with. Um, <laughs> I think that might be nice. It's just like... Yeah. Something that's different from the norm enough where we can remember it. So, Senor X. Senor X. Senor X Rosa. Huh. All right. Uh, Angel, you stumbled upon a dark secret of somebody associated with the hotel as you were going about your work there. What was it, and why have you lost the proof that you had? I feel like somebody was definitely murdered. Ooh. I was like, I really want this to be a ghost hotel just because my mind was like, it's haunted. (laughs) It's definitely haunted Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. just something they've put in like week four where they're just like, I guess. Nice. Um, but but does it have to be like a, a main character like from the group? Um, oh, no. Or is it just like somebody? I mean, a dark secret. It could be you found a you found a body. I found a dead body somewhere. I think that's good. But yeah. you yeah. lost it. <laughs> yeah, you lost it. So did you find it? So it sounds like maybe you found a dead body and out, left and the body was never found. Yes, that sounds right. Amazing. Now I've just got a line pointing to nothing that says found a dead body. <laughs> we can fill that in later. And to clarify, that wasn't Senor X Rosa. I don't think we know. We don't know. Okay. I kind of like the idea that it is Senor X Rosa, mostly because then it's then I want it to come back like later on, like that it's being haunted by. I believe that it's Senor X Rosa, but I don't think that's ever been confirmed for the We're audience. We're not ready to reveal right. that. And that's yeah. one of the things that frustrates them. Like okay, so yeah, it's it's a hundred percent a how to get away with murder like season long con <laughs> where they just yeah. show like you see all the people it could be and once an episode they reveal one of the people still alive so there's like a maybe like five people it could be and one is Sinorex Rosa. The Reddit thread about the show is just miles long. Kind of looks like Sinorex Rosa, but like you didn't get a great shot of it. Perfect, amazing, mm-hmm. and now it's gone. Uh, okay, perfect. Uh, Leandro, mm-hmm. somebody mistook you for your twin the night the owner disappeared. What Ooh. mischief were you up to, and what did they quickly hand you? Oh, man, this is a really good one. Thank you. So let's see. What mischief was I up to, and what did they hand me? Yeah, so someone saw you, uh-huh. thought that you were Lorenzo, and quickly handed you something while sure. you were in the middle of something. So I'm trying to sort of reverse engineer this and think about things that they might have handed to Lorenzo. And 
I'm almost thinking it has to be something associated with some sort of like act of untoward muscle, right? Like some sort of protective measure, because that strikes me as the kind of thing that Lorenzo would be looking for. So I guess I want to know if the dead body that might have been Senor Rosa was found, what was the nature of the murder? What was the murder weapon? I don't know. What was it? I love being the GM. I don't need to. Okay. Here's, here's the thing, y'all. What if it's a mace? What if it's just ludicrous? See, my brain immediately went to, like, brass knuckles, and I don't know how you, like, determined from a body that the murder weapon was brass knuckles, specifically. Um, Especially because we no longer we no longer have the body. Right, exactly. Right. We have the body. Which is I want to be some, knowledge. Yeah, I want it to be something just, like, that it immediately casts aspersions, right? Um, cool. So I think what they handed me was the murder weapon, but I don't know why, and that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Um, um, or like what have, mischief I was up to in the case that that happened. I mean, I love the idea that they definitely handed you the murder weapon. And mm-hmm. like the audience knows that I was supposed to get the murder weapon. So like right. even though I'm playing this like kind of heroic archetype, there's that running mm-hmm. subplot of like what was he involved with? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like was someone trying to frame you and why? And now like it goes so many layers deep. I, I can give you some NPCs if that's helpful. That would be awesome. Because that also yeah. comes with some NPCs. That'd uh, be great. Alma, Alma La Casa is the maitre d' of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, if you show her your name on the deed of the hotel, you'll have control on, over her and she'll be able to keep an eye on people for you. This this is the most this is the most ridiculous name I put in there. I might change it because it's too ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, I'm kind of, I, um, I like it. Yeah, I, I love the name Alma. It's such a beautiful name. But La Casa and being the Mater D is a little what bit. Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a butcher. My name is Jeffrey Beef. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Kilsake here. Yeah. Santino Pinto is one of La Rosa's in-house security force. Mm-hmm. Um, if you show emotional vulnerability, you'll have control over him. And if you ask him to kick someone out of the hotel, he'll escort them out. Uh, and this is mostly in the playset so that the GM doesn't have to come up with everything. This is a game for lazy GMs. Love it. Ephraim Sanchez has been staying at La Rosa for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And they basically pick up gossip and information. And so if you tell Ephraim some hot gossip, you'll have control over them. And if you ask someone who Ephraim has last been seen with, they'll tell you layered with hints and innuendos. And last is Raul Galindo. Uh, he's a daydreaming pool boy who doesn't know better. And uh, if you show him physical intimacy, you'll take control over him. And if you flee a scene that he's in and you have control, he'll block people from chasing you for the time you need to escape. Okay, so I think the mischief that I was up to is uh, the gossip. His name is Ephraim, is that right? Yes, their name is Ephraim. Their name is Ephraim. Okay, I think what I was doing is I was down in the hotel bar and I was acquiring a drink to take up to Ephraim and sort of ply them for information on something. Amazing. And I think while I was down in the bar, I got mistaken for Lorenzo and handed this thing sort of like in this furtive moment. And I didn't really have time to react or figure out what was going on. Great. Um, Ooh, Alex, Alex. Yeah. What if you were going to bring up like a ice bucket with champagne in it and uh-huh. it had like one of those napkins over it? You take it up and you... Like, take off the napkin and the murder weapon is in there. Oh, yes. yes, I love that. I love that. That's perfect. That's exactly what happened. So we saw someone bump into you, but we don't know who it was. Right. And that was them planting the weapon. Yes. Love I it. Love it. 
Uh, oh my gosh, I love these characters so much. We're going to ask these questions, and basically, you volunteer if this is true about your character. Um, and so at the table, it mostly looks like people raising their hands. This is an audio medium, so don't just raise your hand. Uh, question one, who has a claim on the hotel? Oh God, you're raising your hands. I do. <laughs> I think I do because I'm because I'm in the will. Yeah. Yeah. I have an unofficial claim, maybe, or I feel like I should have a claim. Okay. That's enough, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a claim. <laughs> can, you, can you remind me your character's name? Uh, her name is Renata Sora. So Doña Sora. Okay. Got it. And why do is... you have a claim? Oh, because because you were working things out with Senor X Rosa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Senior X Rosa probably agreed that I should run the hotel, and so now I'm sure I do. Perfect. Is it just uh, me that's getting really suspicious that Sora is an anagram for Rosa? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, am I reading too much into that this? She's oh, incognito. Yeah. She's incognito, <laughs> baby. Trench coat for. You didn't know. You didn't know it would be Rosa. <laughs> there's been so many the speculation boards on this are going out of control um amazing i love it and who participates in the day-to-day -day business of the hotel uh i do i absolutely do <laughs> i think day-to-day -day do. business meaning literally like the business of running the hotel or just like affairs going on at the hotel uh like the actual business like who's an employee okay. of the hotel or works with the hotel or is doing something in a business capacity for the hotel. Who who's who has a paycheck that signs Senor X Rosa? Oh, I don't have a paycheck, but once again, I am convinced that I do work for the hotel. I think <laughs> right, you're convinced the hotel works for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know how it works. The numbers involved are confusing. <laughs> that's, that's someone else's problem. <laughs> okay, so so Renata believes that <laughs> that uh that she works for the hotel. Yes. And Angel does. Yeah, and Angel definitely does. And Lorenzo okay. basically does? Yeah, I, I think I do both officially and unofficially. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And so because Lorenzo works for the hotel, Angel works for the hotel. Because Angel works for Lorenzo works for the hotel. Yes. Yes. Right. Cool. All right. Fantastic. Anybody else or that's it? I'm trying to figure out if there's some job that I would have at the hotel and what that would be. I don't see my character as the type of person who like gets their hands dirty in a literal sense. Okay. Alex, um, I'm going to be honest. I don't see your character as somebody who works a job. <laughs> that's kind of what I was feeling, but I like I felt bad about not having <laughs> like a connection to the hotel directly. Your job oh. is seducing people in this hotel. I, yeah, I really think that's it is the thing. I was going to say that maybe I work in like a hospitality sort of role, just like schmoozing people, but I don't even think I do that. I don't know. Oh, I've definitely decided I don't work there. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm in the will. I actively do not work there. Yeah, just I just straight out. up don't work. Yeah. Don't. Don't worry about connecting yourself to the hotel because that's why we've got all those relationships. Like, right, uh, right. when you see my madman scrabbling of all the relationships <laughs> and how you all connect to the story, you will see that you do not need to worry even a little bit. Okay, great. Yeah, then no, I don't work for the hotel. I don't work for anybody. Beautiful. Me neither. <laughs> Except for the games. My actual employer. <laughs> all right. Uh, so now it is time for us to hit that introduction. Um, and then from there, we jump right into story, and we're going to hit story hard. So here's how this is going to do. I have in my playset a little list of different images. 
normally I'd be playing some copyrighted inf- uh, co- some copyrighted music in the background. So instead, we're just going to jump into it. Basically, what I'm looking for is for people to just give the one sentence description of their character doing something interesting or appealing or dangerous or whatever it is. Like, what what does it look like when your character's in that introduction? And it's just like one quick sentence. We hit it fast. If there's a slowdown, if no one's talking, I have details to talk in. And otherwise, just jump in when you're ready. Quick question. Yeah. Are these like the same images as what we were sort of toying around with during character creation or? It certainly can be, but it definitely okay. doesn't have to be. Uh, I've, I've seen examples like we see this character just uh, like buttoning an, up his shirt. And then we see over his shoulder that there's that there is someone murdered uh in the room mm, next right. over mm-hmm. like you know it's just it's dramatic and big and silly and stupid but it's all right in a row so you get to kind of like get those those over the top fun dramatic blood pumping fantastic do we each get one or is it like we just go until we're each out? person gets one so just think of like how okay. your character is introduced to the scene and normally we try Got to it. fit it inside of a song so it's quick <laughs> and stressful uh we don't need to be stressed though so that's good Everybody ready? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We begin with a shot of the hotel from the front. There's all marble and sea foam and people walking in and out of it with just all sorts of wonderful, beautiful garments just hugging their bodies. But mostly among them, we're seeing waiters that are passing through, moving in this beautiful choreographed form, handing out drinks in their dark polos. Ziomara walks into the bar. She sees the fish tank filled with exotic fish, takes off her diamond earrings and throws them into the fish tank. (laughs) Through the water of the fish tank, like we can see the moon through the window like glowing very strongly and we we follow it through the fish tank outside and we can see by this beautifully appointed pool that overlooks the ocean below uh leaning uh with one leg up on a marble banister we can see lorenzo and he's holding a gun in his hand and he's just like very dramatically looking at the moon and then he crushes the gun in his hand <laughs> and drops it drops it into the sea below we follow the path of the gun and it bonks to the sand below it like crashes into the sand and just like a few feet over um you see a very expensive looking car parked on the beach and you see a figure wearing lorenzo's luchador mask pulls it off kisses the woman passionately and then um as he pulls away you see the the makeup on his face smudged a little bit (laughs) we zoom in on one of the wheels of the car And it starts to spin rapidly, and it kind of forms into a ring with a big diamond on it. And then we see bubbles coming up around. We see that it's inside a champagne glass, and then that glass collides with another glass, and there's just a shattering. I think then you see through the shattering, the bubbles reflect the gold in the luchador mask, and it's being held between two fingers of uh, their Renata's fingers. She looks at it kind of confusedly and puts it into a trash can. <laughs> that trash can is picked up and carried by one of the waiters who's like moving back into the kitchen, which is just filled with chaos and steam. And we see just like a, a slab of meat and an 
a huge butcher's knife just slams down into the middle of it. And with that cut, the camera hard cuts to a very intense close-up on Angel, who, like, looks very stressed and is trying to reach for something that you can't quite see. And they're like, don't fall, don't fall, oh my god, don't fall. And, like, the camera pulls back out, and they're just trying to grab their cell phone from, like, falling off of an edge into, like, water (laughs) by the pool. (laughs) Yes. The camera pulls up hard, and we see Senor X Rosa standing in their own window, looking out over the ocean. And they turn and pause and just raise a hand. This is like the first time it's been in the intro that they're showing some kind of like being attacked uh, scene. From there, the camera just like pulls out towards the sea and we get this wide sweeping vista of the cliffs. And then it zooms down and we have the main cast, including Senor X Rosa, standing in front of the hotel, just like (laughs) voguing as hard as they can. And the words pop up onto the screen, Pasión de las Pasiones. And we have the narrator's voice come in saying, Bienvenidos, mi amores, a Pasión de las Pasiones. (laughs) And it goes to black. Yes! Yes. That's powerful. (laughs) Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Pasión de las Pasiones. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other great programming on the OneShot Network, like Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring long-form role-playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folktales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master James D'Amato as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. You can also head over to twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG to check out some of our streaming shows. Coming up this week on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, we'll have another preview for A Woman with Hollow Eyes, where myself and Adira Slattery will be playing through a development mode session. Then on Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time, we're going to have a new episode of Total Party Kill, where JPC and his friends James Dugan and Eddie Klinker play through Gloomhaven. You can find all that and more over at twitch.tv slash one shot rpg and if you follow the channel you'll be notified when our streams go live if you can't join us for live performances remember that one shot programs also get archived over on our youtube page as always we end one shot with a call to action and this week because the government shutdown has at least temporarily been dealt with i want to encourage everyone to keep contacting their representatives about issues that are important to you let your representatives know that you don't support a ban on transgender troops serving in the military and that you want our country to stop detaining migrant children when i call my representatives i use a site called fivecalls.org that's the number five calls.org there you can find issue summaries for issues like those contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across clearly the issues facing our country are huge and intimidating i know as somebody who feels anxiety it can be exhausting but calling your representatives to make your voice heard is a good first step towards taking action so take the time head to fivecalls.org and pick at least one issue that you want to talk about Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. 
For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.